Egg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight, we're chatting about the worst of the worst when it comes to fictitious deaths. Um, this episode would get really dark and real weird if it was not fictitious deaths, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. The, if I've seen all these things in real life, that'd be weird. Yeah, there'd be a lot of crying about, you know, your aunt, your grandma, and, you know, whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it'd be too much. It'd be too much. It, yeah, we don't want to go. We don't want to go to that level. Um <laughs> We definitely don't want to go to that level. I actually got inspired um, to ask you if you wanted to talk about this because of the um, the whole idea of having a trivia uh, episode where we take a show that we both like and we do trivia, just like a random trivia thing from the internet. So we, there's mm -hmm. no like pre-bias to it. But uh, yeah, that that was kind of my idea behind... Just talking more like the meats and potatoes behind either TV shows or movies. So with that being said, we should preface this by saying, hey, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode. I was like a little concerned about it at first. But yeah, there's going to be so many spoilers. I, I like I don't know. I, I have like four different move between movies and TV shows that I want to talk about. So like, I guess we could say what stuff we're going to talk about. But then also that kind of like takes away from the show you mean talking about the specific death no 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 talking about the specific like well yeah well yeah the deaths within the shows or tv shows or the movies or tv shows so that that way if you haven't seen them you would know not to listen to this episode but oh well we can preface it with what movie it's from that's true too so I, I guess like, hey, if you haven't seen this, fucking skip the next X amount or whatever. Okay, fair enough. Let's do that then. <laughs> that way, you guys can still follow along, um, and and cry a couple tears with us as we talk about our <laughs> our sadness when it comes to we're gonna, uh, like. Do you think we're gonna like relive it a little bit? I I think I think every time that I think of the first two that come to my mind, whenever the subject gets brought up, I get a little emotional. That's true. That's true. Because you're remembering it all and like how you felt about it. So yeah. Well, I think the the first two that come to mind are are well. Okay, I'll just I'll just outright we'll just go right into it. My right, girl, yeah, my girl, it. my girl, and Terminator Two, and both of them came at a young age. So like, they were really impactful movies for me. Um, okay. I think I was you know between like nine and 12, whenever both of them came out, they came out pretty close to each other, if I remember correctly. Um, and yeah, so I, have you seen either of them? I feel like I have seen My Girl. I don't think I've seen the Terminator movies. You definitely know if you've seen My Girl because it has a young Macaulay Culkin and it's got Dan Aykroyd as the uh, other, the girl's dad. And then it's got... Um, Oh man, I'm I'm blanking right now, guys. <laughs> Give me a moment. Um what is her name? Not uh yeah, she plays op Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank you. Gosh, thank you, IMDB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, so if you guys don't remember, 
so it's it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd. They are the father of this girl who is friends with Macaulay Culkin's character. And uh so they're kind of like super buddy buddy. I don't I mean they might have like a young romance going on. They never like explicitly say that they like each other or anything like that, if I recall. Okay. Um but either way, fast forward. And this is this is where the spoilers come in, everyone. So again, you know, probably skip over the next fifteen minutes, maybe less than that, like ten minutes. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, and so there comes a point in the movie where Macaulay Culkin's character and the girl are in the woods, and they throw rocks at a beehive, and Macaulay's okay. character does not get away. The girl runs. Macaulay's character loses his glasses so he can't see and so these like bees swarm him and he's allergic to bees so he he dies and here I have seen that movie here's the kicker though Dan Aykroyd his character owns a funeral home that you know I mean the girl has been part of like she grew up in this funeral home that's just you know where they lived and of course the 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 visitation is held inside of this funeral home of this poor girl whose friend just died and she picks up the glasses from where he passed away and like this is where i start getting emotional because there's like the viewing happening and she comes running into the viewing with his glasses yelling he needs his glasses it's super emotional, and now I want to oh cry. Oh, my God. That's it's so sad. Super sad. I promise that's the saddest thing I'll talk about this evening. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just, oh. Yeah, it is such a heart. Like, I, I, I found it, like, so interesting how they set it up. Like, it's not like she came into you know, his visitation at some just random funeral home. Like it was the home that she grew up in that she was used to. So it was like, while all these other like families are like grieving inside this house, like they're just passing by. Right. Because they're like not affiliated with her in any way. But now that like her childhood friend is passed, I don't know. It's just, Oh man. It goes full circle. Yes, it really does. And I think, like, uh, as far as just a, a, it being a movie, Macaulay Culkin does so well in it. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody knows him from Home, like, for Home Alone, you know, but, or, like, maybe, like, Richie Rich or a couple of the other, you know, uh, same, uh, you know, generation movies. But, uh, man, that one, that one just hits home. Do you have one that's, like, that sad or sadder? Please tell me you do. <laughs> So was that like your first really sad movie that you saw that like just really got to you? Well, like I said, um, Terminator 2 and My Girl both came came out around the same time. Um, My Girl okay. was 91. I believe Terminator 2 was also 91. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, it definitely was... Yeah, Terminator 2 came out in 91 as well. So I was just crying a lot. 
in 91. That was a sad year for That you. was a sad, I was a sad five-year-old. No, I mean, to be real, I probably was not five when I first saw both of those movies. I would hope not anyway, Um, if, if I be did. be a lot of feelings for a five-year-old. Exa- yeah, my parents were, were fucking up if that was the case. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um But I, I, yeah, I'm fairly certain that you know, for me to like more grasp the concept of like what was going on in those movies, especially My Girl, I had to have been, you know, in that like nine to 12 realm when you like finally start like grasping more. Cause like you're about to turn to like you're about to be a teenager. So like you mm-hmm. are definitely grasping things a lot more than start getting those heavy topics. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The first movie that I saw that gave me like a little bit of that realization was like a little bit younger and it was uh, an animated movie. Really? But yeah, it was Land Before Time. Yes. If if y'all haven't seen that movie by now, I mean, you're never going to fucking watch it. (laughs) In, In the first movie. You know, like the dinosaurs are struggling for food. They don't have, they call them tree stars because it was this leaf shaped perfectly like a star. And his mom just kept searching for food and she finally found some and she's starving and dying and she gives it to her son Littlefoot. And then she fucking dies right in front of him and then all hell breaks loose and he has to run and it's, oh my God. I remember watching that and I'm like, wait, but... Like the mom, is she just she's just gone now? And then Littlefoot's an orphan, like that whole movie. And it's so fucking sad. I think Land Before Time has broken so many little kids' hearts before they even knew like what a broken heart was, right? Uh yeah. yeah. Seriously. So you're speaking of the nineteen eighty eight version, correct? The, yeah, like the Disney VHS old as shit drawn by hand movie. Yeah, yeah, the OG. Mm-hmm. Um, that I always go. I mean, what what is sadder? What is sadder? That movie where that where Littlefoot's mom dies, or fucking Lion King when his dad dies. Ooh, so those are very sad for different reasons. So like Land Before Time is like starvation and famine and. Like, it's an unavoidable death. Whereas in Lion King, that's straight up betrayal. That's a whole different little side of your heart that you don't know how to handle when you're a kid. You're like, oh, but they're brothers. And and he just let him die. I don't understand. Yeah, I think I probably didn't understand the depth of the Lion King death versus the Land Before Time death. I think I was more in tune to, like, how sad the land before time death was then it took me longer to understand like the death in in the lion king is definitely sad but you don't understand the motives until much later and then it becomes like dark yeah i think there was definitely a difference between you know five-year-old me watching lion king or no actually yeah i probably was a little older than that when lion king came out i think lion king was more like mid-90s right i think so because i remember watching it when like it came out and i was a little kid i have imdb up and i'm not i'm not fucking putting it off for this whole episode um lion king yes we are right it was 94 so i was a little bit older but i specifically remember watching it for the first time and not being like of course i was sad like watching that death 
but mm-hmm. it was definitely not as impactful as it was like two or three times down the road when I watched it and I was like, fuck, that's that's deep. That's yeah, deep. when you get more like background knowledge as a kid and understand how like hierarchies work, then it becomes like, oh my god. Family struggles. Yeah, for sure. You know? It's, it's whack. Is there another animated ser- like anime well, it could be a series, but like animated death that was along those lines? I think those are like the first two that a lot of people think about. So there's there's a lot of different deaths in Disney movies. Sometimes it's like the bad guy dying and you don't really care. If anything, it's like a little victory, even though you don't understand why. True. But as far as like losing like family members, that's one of like the most impactful ones I can think of. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting that uh, you like immediately went to a animated one, whereas I like really gravitated towards you know like a real life sort of thing um i wonder why like i wonder why that was you know did you even even my like nowadays movie preference always leans more towards like animated or like cartoony kind of films okay that's that's kind of what my follow-up question was gonna be like do you feel like you just gravitated towards animated stuff absolutely as as a whole yeah yes so I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. If you're if you're not impacted by Lion King or Land Before Time, go go see somebody. <laughs> so do you have like a little list? Um, I, I I have I have a little list in my brain in my brain. Um, so you if you haven't seen Terminator Two, um, highly recommended. I mean it, it's. It's just a a cult 90s well not even a cult movie. It's it's just a 90s staple. Um a 90s a 90s action movie staple. But so in the first Terminator, you know, you grow this resentment for the Terminator because he's trying to kill John Connor the main character, right? Okay. In the second one, I mean, this gives a little bit of actually Man, I'm really going to spoil this movie for you right now, and I apologize. The likelihood of me actually watching this movie, it's very low. Okay. I don't feel as bad, because I think everybody on the planet (laughs) has seen this movie except for you. (laughs) Most likely. That's how most movies are. Yeah. That's like an ongoing joke on the podcast now. (laughs) Have you seen this? No, probably not. Yeah, no. Unless it's animated, (laughs) and it's got really dramatic deaths in it. Yeah, then I'll probably watch it. Right. Um, so plot twist in the second one, the Terminator that is sent back in time to uh, to save John Connor instead of kill him. So it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger again. He's in the first one and the second one. Mm-hmm. But at the end, um, you sort of see this wonderful relationship between robot and human throughout the movie. And you, like John Connor sort of like grow feelings for the guy like even though he's a robot and he's just a fucking killer like that's all he's doing is killing these humans and the other terminator that are trying to kill the one human that is essential for yeah anyway at the end of the movie this this whole dramatic scene where he finally 
saves John from the other Terminator, and he's like, "This," and I'm gonna mess this up, and I'm sorry for any Terminator Two fans, but he's like, basically, like, you know what you have to do. You have to destroy me. So, in perfect dramatic fashion, they're in a they're in like a iron steel plant, right? So they have like molten lava. Okay. Molten lava pits everywhere. He mm-hmm. he gets on this chain and like so like so dramatically hands John this little the little controller that controls the chain, and he presses the button and he lowers Arnold Schwarzenegger into the lava pit, and Arnold is giving a thumbs up as the last thing before he completely is submerged in lava. Tell me that doesn't wrench your heart. You're like, no, it doesn't. No, I'm I'm processing because I haven't seen this movie. So I'm just trying to think of like the reason it's so sad is because there's such a steep character development between like good and evil. And I mean, y- you love to see that. And then once they're good and then they die, of course, that's heartbreaking. How yeah. could it not be? Yeah. Like there's a part in the movie where Arnold's, you know, in his in his ter- in his terminator voice you know he's like why do you cry <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what and it's like but it's like such a pivotable pivotable pip oh my god english pivotal moment in the movie because you see the terminator trying to relate to this emotion that the human is doing and so like it forms that bond right like and that's also a, a part where, like, you know, not only do you as the viewer, but John as well. So it becomes like this super extra. I mean, no, let's not, you know, it's not to mention that, you know, there's this huge fight scene beforehand before all this happens, you know, because, of course, there has to be a climax to the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, loads of conflict. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, just and, and, and the most dramatic music in the background as it's happening um, I, I think, I think you should watch this movie. I really do. It feels like a, like a 16 piece band or something. is like in the background, like orchestra. 100%, 100%. I think, I think you need to put that like on the list of like must, must, must. Cause like there's been a lot of movies that have been recommended to you even by just me. Okay. Yeah. But you need to put this on the must, must, must like. You'll you'll get it. You'll get it at the end. You might you might cry. You might cry at the end. Did you put this movie above or below the Rocky movies? Ooh, I was never big into Rocky. So Okay. I've been recommended that movie a shit ton as well. Well, that's a whole series. That's a whole commitment. You can just you could just straight up watch Terminator 2 without watching one or the multitude of Terminators that came after two. Um, you could watch two and be completely fulfilled with the storyline, with the character development, with the drama, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> the whole okay. thing. Okay, so the it can thing. be a standalone. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's, I hate recommending movies where, you know, it's like, you have to watch the series, you know, because like, not everybody has that time and commitment. Yeah, most series I don't even tell people about because you're basically asking for like five seasons worth of their life. Absolutely, absolutely. So do you think that there was a, there was ever a character 
that died that you saw coming from a mile away? Yes. And it was one of the movies that I cried like the hardest to because you knew from like the second you even read the title of this movie that this was going to die. Like you just knew it was. And that movie is Marley and Me. Oh, I actually haven't seen that. So you're going to have to explain it for us. Oh, okay. If you guys haven't seen it, obviously, maybe just don't watch this episode if you haven't seen these movies. Yeah. <laughs> or listen to it. Um, but Marley and Me is about this couple and they get a dog because like they're like, oh man, you know, like you, you're basically with this couple throughout all the stages of their life. So it was when like they first start dating and then they get closer and then they get married, then they have a house and then they're like, oh man, she's going to want to have kids. Like just get her a dog. It'll like hold her off for a while. So they get a dog. You see it go from like a little puppy to like a chaotic dog and it's absolutely nuts. Then they have kids and you know, like all this stuff. And basically you're just with this dog for its entire life. And the downside to having like a pet is, you know, that it's not going to live as long as you do. And you can see it from the beginning that like, all right, buddy, like I love you and we're going to have some good years, but one day. And unfortunately the movie doesn't end before that. It like, oh my God, it rips your heart out. Cause you, you, you see this whole dog's like entire lifetime and then the dog dies in like a really sad way because it's like old and sick and it's like sleeping out in the rain and oh my god it's so sad i have seen this movie and it was really? it was so sad that i blocked it out of my memory <laughs> what yeah i didn't know that was possible i re i specifically remember at the end of watching it going and I and I remember like knowing kind of like how sad the movie is before I started it, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch this. Like, whatever, whatever. I'm gonna do it. And I was so sad by the end that I was like, I'm just I'm just gonna forget about this movie. I'm done. It's too sad. Yeah, I saw that movie in theaters with like my sister and my biological mom and a couple other people. And you know that like iconic photo of like Kim Kardashian with that ugly crying face? That was like everybody in the theater was just like a runny, snotty, gross mess because they just like ripped our heart out. I can only imagine. How How is that just yeah. not a symphony of like crying? <laughs> Cries and sniffles and like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Like, oh, man. I that um that question I had an answer to already, but I I just okay. thought of another movie as well that um that kind of like has the inevitable death in it, and that's the Green Mile. Have you seen that? I have seen that. Yeah, yeah I have. that's sort of like um yeah. You just kind of there's not really much to say about that movie. It's like you you pretty much you're like this is this is happening. Like you're. You're going down a path. You're going down a path. And if you're like weird about execution, like it's uh it's dramatic. It's dramatic. But the the one that I that I was initially thinking of, you've seen uh you've seen the whole series of Sons of Anarchy, right? Maybe like minus an episode or two, but overall, yes. Have you seen the finale then? 
Yes, I have. Okay. Did you not see Jax's death from a mile away? Yeah, because when you're like the leader of an MC that is insanely violent and like risky, like eventually you're going to get got, you know? Well, not only that, but like the more he kept reading his dad's memoirs, like the more I just put it in my brain, like he's going to do something that's like either he's going to like go out like guns blazing or like do like like suicide by cop or like, I don't know, you know, something along those lines. But I feel like his the finale of that, like his death was not surprising at all. But maybe the way that he did it was surprising, but like him, because like he, he, you knew he was going to die at some point. You just didn't know how. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, like the more that he read his dad's memoirs, like you could see that he wanted a way out of the club, but he knew that there, that was impossible. The only way out was for him to die, you know, and hopefully that would like dissolve the club in the long run right depending i it's been a minute since i've seen that show but i remember not being like overly shocked like it wasn't like a jaw-dropping oh my god moment it was just like oh well well that fucking happened yeah exactly i don't think that it was a necessarily bad ending or anything like I think it was pretty cinematic. Like, I thought it was... I don't want to say it was cool. I mean, that's kind of weird, right? Like, but... I mean, it was a well-done death scene. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I think that one was pretty... Pretty easy to read from the get-go. That happens. Um, I have three more. Okay. So one is like an iconic death, and I just kind of wanted to hear your thought on it. And if you have seen this movie, and it's sure. Titanic. Ooh, man. Um, <laughs> I think there's just so many memes surrounding that death that it like absolutely. How do you not sort of like chuckle a little bit? Um, what like what's what what's your initial take? Like, do you have like a hot take on that death? Is that why you're asking me? So I was looking up like tragic deaths in films and then if I had seen any of them and Titanic was on like every list I could find because it is such an iconic death. It has become a meme, especially when like Mythbusters took like a door and they're like, well, could two people fit on it? (laughs) Yeah. Did they, did they bust that? I can't remember. So. I believe that the door was going to sink if two people were on it. I believe. How do you recreate that exact scenario, though? I feel like, uh, I don't know. There could You could poke some holes in that, right? Because what's the condition of the wood? Uh, obviously, the wood is probably a little bit different from that time period. Maybe it's not treated a certain way. I mean, even the salt content in the water has a lot to do with it because super salty water, you're going to float in. That's true, too. I didn't even think about that. And yeah, so did they actually like go to 
I mean, they probably didn't go to the area where the Titanic sank, right? Like, no, that's... no, they did like a controlled test. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I imagine like in a pool or something. Or, or like maybe they were like in Long Beach, California. They're like, oh, we'll just float out a little bit, you know? <laughs> just take our door out there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, yeah. When you first saw the movie, were you sad or were you like, I don't get it? I was definitely sad, but I don't think I was nearly as sad as the other two movies that I've mentioned. <laughs> yeah, no, this this movie didn't make me like ugly cry in a theater of 40 people, but it did get to me a little bit just because there was a uh, a survivor of that story. The Lady Rose, you know, and right. her like looking back on it and reliving it like that was really powerful but it wasn't like rip your heart out crying interesting interesting so how would you feel if rose had died there and the story was told from another point of view like a third party that saw the couple yeah then it feels very like romeo and juliet Ooh, yeah totally totally like Oh, I was on a, we were on this life raft and, you know, at the last second we saw both of them kissing and they were, they were going under, you know, or something. They're both sinking on the door together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then like the heart of the ocean or whatever the necklace was called, like yeah. just like slowly floats away, like in Rose's hand as they're sinking to the bottom. That would be gnarly. <laughs> I agree. In a cinematic I sense. Agree. In a cinematic sense. Not trying to say that anybody surviving a wreck should be that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, obviously. Dude, if, if you're taking this, that joke that far, this podcast is not for you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Very true. Do you have any um, classic iconic movies other than uh, Terminator? I don't. Yeah, I don't think like. I don't know. A lot of like classic deaths sort of become like, like kind of like what you said. It's like not really like tear jerky at all. Um, just because they're either like more expected or like it's, it's somebody spoils it for you. Um, oh yeah. I remember like back in the nineties, everything got spoiled. There were no like, blind playthroughs of games or movies that didn't have the plots pre-told to you sure yeah absolutely especially with the advent of the internet like <laughs> well now at least you can kind of like dodge it like to stay off the internet but if you were with your friends in the 90s they'd be like oh my god have you seen this movie blah 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 dies and i'd be like well fucking thanks tim or whatever yeah what is that more just like a like an age group thing because like you're just not thinking that deeply when you're that age, you just say shit and then maybe you maybe, think Maybe, but people still say shit. We just have like better ways of avoiding it. Yeah, I think more so like on the internet, but I definitely agree like back when I was younger like oh my god, people would just you know, be super casual and then like, "Oh, you haven't seen that? You suck." <laughs> okay, yeah, thanks. Yeah, nothing man. was sacred, honestly. No, nothing. <laughs> Nothing was sacred. Do you have a do you have another uh popular like mainstream movie TV show death on your list there? Um these last two are pretty well known cuz I have two more, but they're both well known. Okay. Well, hit me with one of them. 
One of them is a movie that I really enjoyed, even though I think it's like less than like uh, a thousand words or something that's said in this movie, I believe. I can't remember. Uh, Castaway. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. This was a weird death for me to process because it's not an actual living thing. It's Wilson. Wilson is the the character that dies in that show Mm -hmm. or movie. And it's a volleyball. It's sort of like the uh, comparison with the Terminator, right? Like it's this thing that's not human that like you end up having that human connection to, right? But at least the Terminator could like, it could speak for one, you know, like well, it could speak and it could do stuff and it could even mimic emotion or however you want to phrase it. But this was just like an object that he deemed to have a face and be his companion and it was so sad. Oh my dude, I remember bawling my fucking eyes out when Wilson floated out. Holy shit. I I didn't know how to feel about. It. I was like, dude, he's fucking gone. Like where is he going? Is he going to go get him? Like, oh. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people that are like smiling like I am right now and just kind of like shaking their head or a lot of people that are just like, I fucking feel you. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I didn't find it that impactful, but I understood why somebody would. Um, the whole like the whole feel of the movie is very well done. Um, so yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I think a lot of it has to do with what environment you watch that movie in. Mm. I I would never watch that movie with like a bunch of friends because if you talk during that movie, it ruins the movie. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, so that, it really I mean, does have to be like a quiet kind of dark, you know, snuggle up with your blankets and have a good cry kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's me every Saturday. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, you're definitely not uh, making popcorn and uh, handing out candy with the bros uh, when watching Castaway. <laughs> nope, no hot wing party here. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. All right, so another premise question is, do you think there was any characters that you were surprised that didn't die? I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there have definitely been shows or scenarios, what have you, where I wanted a character to die. I'm sure Game of Thrones is a relatable reference for a lot of people where yeah. like a lot of good people and good characters die and die very early in that series. And there's other ones where you're like, holy shit, why has no one cut your fucking head off yet? <laughs> Yeah, I think that's definitely a go-to, definitely a go-to, um, because, you know, I, I personally have only seen bits and pieces of Game of Thrones, but there's, it, it seems like a lot of people were, you know, they complain about uh, not getting too attached to characters, like if you really just like a character that's oh my God, introduced, yeah. and like they could be killed an episode later. Or the same episode. Like, you have 39 beautiful minutes with this character, and then they get slaughtered. And you're like, all right, next episode. I didn't even know that happened. The same episode? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? There's definitely characters that die same episode. Well, again, I sorry, everyone. I know everyone's just angrily, like, waving their fists at me for 
not having seen all of Game of Thrones, but <laughs> keep watching. It'll break your heart. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, is like I'm not like a big fantasy realm person, so mm. that yeah. So I don't know. It's <laughs> that like combined with like the drama fest that it is. I'm kind of like okay, yeah, whatever. Like I would just if Game of Thrones is just straight up like action combat the entire time. Um, and it was like a lot shorter then I'd probably be more into it, <laughs> but, um, I think it's almost harder to watch that show, like in hindsight, like after it's all out already, because a lot of people that stuck with it over the years had like big spaces of time to be like excited about the next episode or season. But if it's all like readily available to you, then you can kind of like get to it whenever yeah, I think it was easy to like keep the wave of hype going for that show in the off time. They did yes. they did that really well. Well, I guess they didn't, but the people that were watching the show did that really well. Um they like struck gold with that, right? Like they they didn't really have to do too much to like keep the hype wave tall. <laughs> so Yeah, and I think that's where a lot of like the drama part plays in. Was it like left you with like cliffhangers and so on between the episodes but if you have all the episodes back to back you're like wow the show's fucking dramatic <laughs> yeah yeah and that's exactly what happened to me like i just you know i got a season and then i was like all right let's cruise through this and i'm like all right season one down eh, okay i mean I'll, I'll 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 forge on but i could see most definitely like being strung out you know like with the with the treat dangling in front of you you know how game of thrones is probably much better in that sense as far as yeah. like keeping you interested <laughs> definitely i think that show ran for like what seven years or some shit yeah quite a while quite a while um there were uh there were two uh characters that i thought were definitely gonna die have you seen um the sopranos or have you seen breaking bad I've never seen The Sopranos. I've seen a couple of the early seasons of Breaking Bad. Okay, so you have an idea of, like, how Walt's character is, right? Like, you understand that, like, he turns into, like, you know, this basically uh, a fucking drug kingpin. Um. <laughs> yeah, he starts out all like, oh, I'm so fragile and innocent. I don't have a, a direction in life. And then, yeah, just totally true north blue drugs. Yeah, exactly. And so you end up by the end of the show really fucking despising Walt. Like you kind of feel sorry for him at first cuz like here's the interesting thing about that show is the first time that I got through it, I was kind of just like still had a small feeling of feeling sorry for Walt, but then I watched it a second time and I was just like, "Bro, fuck Walt." Like what a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> kind of turns into human garbage. Yeah, yeah. You really, like, start to see, like, the small, minute things that they put into his character that you're just like, holy fuck, is he really just, like, pure evil? Um, but uh, sorry if you ever want to go back to the show, but he doesn't die. No, you're, at, you're totally fine. Ruin it. Yeah, at, at the, in the finale, he gets caught. You know, and there's like all these cops surrounding him, and that's it. Like, I 100% thought that somebody, like, I thought a small, insignificant character 
would end up like just coming out of the blue and just like shooting him in the back of the head or running him over with a car or something. But no, it just the cops surround him and that's it. It's so stupid. Walt should have died. Walt should have died. <laughs> that's a really like I would be kind of bitter about that neutral of an ending. Exactly. Exactly. Like he either could have made it out rich or he could have died. Why is there a middle ground? <laughs> and that's what happened in The Sopranos. Um, Tony, the main guy, um, James Gandolfini, rest in peace. Um, the the ending is just you know them in a in a diner, and it's just this music comes on, and there's supposed to be like all this symbolism that you're supposed to like make up your own mind about, and it's just like ah no, I feel like Tony killing Tony would have been would have been way more closure to this the show than them just sitting there and like that could have easily been a mid-season finale versus like the finale for the entire show right like i don't know yeah i think sometimes when deaths happen that are that kind of neutral or vanilla i feel like they didn't know how to kill off the character and like have a clean ending or like a, a solution that people would like because you could kill a character in a 50 million ways but there's a lot of ways that people are gonna be like what he would never die that way so they're like all right well we'll let him live yeah you're right about that you're right about that um and also the the one other little thing that i wanted to say was i mean you also having rewatched sopranos you re you realize like tony is really a fucking piece of shit like you you really, you know, <laughs> you go back through and you're like, damn. <laughs> um, maybe maybe so that's why I think that uh, both those characters, I felt like, should have had a death. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's just the bias in there. <laughs> kind of, I guess that's kind of what keeps you, like, thinking about a show long after it's done is the fact that you didn't get closure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, perhaps, perhaps, or just, I mean, like they were going for in the Sopranos ending is like, maybe you are supposed to look for like the symbolism that's in the show. I don't know. Maybe like people are looking into it more than they should, but either way, I mean, don't get me wrong. Doing a finale for any show that is ran for that long and gained that much of a cult following as those two shows did, I understand that it is difficult to make a finale that everyone is happy with. I guess my point is just that, again, having both those characters die would have been more closure, like you're saying. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah there's been many shows that I've watched where sometimes they rely a little too heavy on symbolism and my like Neanderthal brain isn't satisfied with how the plot is going. I'm like, yes. no, just smash some heads together. That's how yes. we solve things. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like I get it. It's supposed to be like the art of the cinema, you know, the cinematics, right? Angles and lighting and oh man, the Jesus light. Yeah. Like, like oh. the fucking bird flying in the background is supposed to like symbolize a, a ghost or whatever, you know, like, no. Yeah. The color orange always pops up when this happens, you know, like shit like that. No, let's, let's do it. Like the walking dead does it, you know, and just let's smash skulls 
with a fucking spiked bat, you know? <laughs> At least The oh, Walking there's Dead. There's a lot of symbolism in that show, but they also do kill a lot of people. Yeah, no, you are right. You are right. Um, they they do a healthy balance of of the both of the both for sure. Were you? Can we talk about Herschel for a second? That was a fucking okay. sad death. Holy shit! It's been a minute since I've seen that show. Remind me. So Herschel ends up getting bit, if I remember correctly, in the prison. Remember how they find that that random ass fucking prison? Yeah. Um, but just, you know, Herschel being that uh, that rock in that show for so many seasons, because he came in in season two, like, you kind of you kind of have to rewatch all the seasons of The Walking Dead to really appreciate his character. But um, who doesn't who doesn't appreciate like a kind old man, <laughs> you know, that keeps the keeps the gang together, especially in a post apocalyptic scenario? Um <laughs> Super if, if, if we're going to talk about walking dead deaths that are tragic, we got to talk about Glenn. Oh no, <laughs> that was another, that honestly, that was a, that was another like sad, sad moment. Um, that I just blocked out of my head. That was a sad moment that also made me so fucking pissed. Yes. Because if you remember during that episode, they were planning like their little group was planning to go take out Negan and Negan caught them in their plan and then took out two of their members instead. And it was two very beloved members that have been around for a while. Yeah, man. Oh, I just got chills from that. I just got <laughs> chills. Oh, that actually made me think of a super, 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 super sad death in, um, in sons of anarchy. And that's the death of Opie. Um, oh. You want to talk Fuck. about just uh, oh. okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and explain <laughs> how this death happens for you guys, and I'm gonna try not to cry. Real talk. Oh, uh, God. So the main character and Opie, of course, these are all like part of a. They're all part of a motorcycle club, so they're all very close. And a who's really tight knit one? Who's the third guy that's in there with them? I forget. But either way. They had to basically, oh man, I'm going to butcher this, I think, but in order for them to get some sort of leeway in prison, because they're all in prison together for something that I don't remember, but, but they, they basically, Opie takes the fall mm-hmm. for whatever decision ha- had to be made because one of them had to die and Opie was just like, I got this guys. And he goes into the other room and he fucking basically gets beaten to death. And it's just super dramatic. I'm sorry. I butchered the shit out of that guys. Go watch the show. You'll, you'll cry yourself to sleep. (laughs) Uh, And I think that death was so sad because you really got to see Opie like as an MC member and what he would do for his club, but also like as a, a human, like with a girl, with the, like a little family, you know, like he was just a good, dude and was really self-sacrificing in that moment and it was so fucking sad yeah it's self-sacrificing for sure but also he his wife was killed by the mc in an earlier season so it's like also extra sad in a way because like he was so loyal to the to the mc that killed his wife like that's fucked up (laughs) fucked up 
Um, yeah, it's like some level of like brainwashing that's going on there. That is a level of know. loyalty that is beyond what I think you and I and a lot of other people understand. Um, I'm not that loyal to anything. Like I'm not even myself. I don't. I don't know, dude. Well, to like, be being fair, able to unwaveringly dedicate yourself to something. Sure, sure. And to be fair to Opie, like he didn't find out until. Did he ever find out? I can't remember. I feel like he did, but I don't remember how. I can't remember how either. But he like he basically forgave whoever. I mean, it was anyway. We're just gonna keep butchering this. Go watch the damn show. You you guys will. Well, now that you're now that it's spoiled, you're probably like, well, I'm not watching that. <laughs> yeah, everybody dies. TLDR. Yeah, essentially, like. Um, you know, when, when Jax kills, um, his mom, it was just like, I saw that oh. coming. I saw Dude, that coming. Or like when his mom kills his, his lady. Yeah. That? Yeah. That was fucked up. Let's just be real. That show actually had some very monumental deaths in it. Like, oh yeah. Keep these people around for five seasons of character building and development. And then let's all have them kill each other. Well, especially because like the, um, just again going back to like the whole loyalty thing of like a motorcycle club like that's like blood in blood out type shit right like that's you could you could make a show that would be like a street gang and still make it you know just like that would be real life shit in a fucking street gang you know or whatever like shit like that probably happens and we don't even know it you know Thank um, God, I can't handle it. No, I'm I'm glad I'm not in any sort of gang. Um, <laughs> yeah, because no, that's whoo, yeah, tough stuff, tough stuff. <laughs> and I just love that we're like getting this hyped up about it, even though it's a show. <laughs> I mean, shows are designed, and they funnel so much money into these things to make you feel like you went through an experience. And some of these shows really like movies, shows, plays, whatever, they stick with you because it really like, I don't know, stirred the pot a little bit. Well, I think that like, it kind of helps mold you in a way too, right? Like, yeah, I would say so. It, it lets you know what you don't find okay about things. Yeah. It sets your moral compass up a little bit. Like I would, I would be lying if I didn't say that my girl totally affected me as a 10 year old, like, you know, just like the value of a friendship, you know, or whatever, like human, human fucking life. Like, you know, I mean, that's yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It's interesting how stuff like that shapes you. Absolutely. I do have one more on my list, but I'm pretty sure we've talked about this and I'm pretty sure you haven't seen this movie. Okay. Well, let's go over it anyway. It's the movie up. I don't think you've ever mentioned that movie to me. And if you did, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know of the movie? No, I don't. So it's the Pixar movie where they like put a ton of balloons on a house and like the old man is able to like get his house to go somewhere. I'm making it really like rudimentary and simple, so I'm not like killing everything for you. Yeah. But the most tragic death in that movie happens within the first five minutes. What? Yeah. Dude, it is a montage. Well, like, there's, like, two minutes of 
Like you meet this little kid and he's really dorky and he doesn't really know what to do. And then he meets this like really pretty girl and they both really like this like adventure guy. And they're like, oh my God, it's like blah, blah, blah. He loves adventures and so do I. And they're both wearing like pilot goggles on their head, like little dorks. And it's super cute. And this is a Pixar movie. Yes. What are you? (laughs) Okay. And she has this little club and she invites him to it. And it's like a little grape soda, like bottle cap, like on a pin. Like it's really cute. And they end up like spending like the rest of their lives together in this little montage. Hmm. So it shows them like growing up and then they get a house together and then like they get married. And then um, there's like a couple, it's like it's a whole roller coaster. So it goes through like they want to have kids and they're trying. Oh, she can't have kids. She's infertile. Oh, let's just live our lives how we want to do this. And we'll go on adventures. Oh man, like real life things are coming up and we can't go on these adventures. And it shows them with like, you know, that like jar of coins of, you know, like you put coins in there and it's labeled something like, oh, when this is full, we're going to cash it in and we're going to like go to Hawaii or whatever. Right. And they have to keep breaking it open because like, oh, man, you know, the the car needs a new tire. Our heater went out, you know, like and they just show like these 40 years of them just putting off all these adventures because life gets in the way. And then the wife gets sick. Oh, no. And it shows them going back to like the place where they had their first date and they were hiking up this little hill and she doesn't make it up the hill, Ray. She doesn't make it. She fucking dies. And then they go to the hospital and you see her just close her little old eyes. And then it's just him alone in his house with all of their stuff together. And it's really dark and dusty and it's getting depressing. And then you like go through the rest of the movie with that as like your your feeling at first you can't do that to people that's Isn't not allowed it? i was pissed at that who's set. cutting onions in here pissed. dude <laughs> onion ninjas for sure for sure you can't do that that is not allowed only it like certainly shouldn't be only like serious like thrillers and like action movies and like dramas are allowed to do stuff like that you can't do that at a pixar movie Mm-mm. nope I do not accept. Yeah, dude. And it happens so fast that you're like, oh my gosh, all this like build up. They're spending their lives together. Like what the fuck happened? Oh my God, she's dead. Like what? 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 <sighs> Man. I don't want to watch that movie. I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> it's really wholesome, but you just have to get past that straight up punch in the heart. Yeah. Gut punch. Just, <laughs> oh my God. Man. Yeah, it, it's. It's brutal. It gets me every fucking time. Like, I can watch that movie years later, and I'm just like, I'm a soft bitch, and I know it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I think that you're very brave for, like, going through, like, putting yourself through that again, because I refuse to watch My Girl. It's really? all. Oh Why? yeah, it's it's on uh it it's on Netflix right now. It was previously on like Amazon, like Hulu and shit. Won't watch it. It just gets me too much. I'm just like transported back to like the 10 year old me. That's like crying at this fucking movie. You know, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I can't, I will, however, watch Terminator two, but I'm not going to lie. There's definitely been a couple times where I've fast forwarded through the ending. Ray, <laughs> what? It's too sad. <laughs> just want to watch all the action without any of the feels. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, watch Terminator 2, get back to me, and tell me you weren't fucking reeled by the end. Like, just reeling. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. I, I think you were right. At the beginning of this podcast, you're like, I think we're going to relive these a little bit. And yeah, I feel a little bit, a little turmoil in my heart going on. I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> feel a little softer, you know, my, my, my armor's down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Well, either way, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, hopefully you're not crying as, as well as we are. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, 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 uh, I'm good to wrap up if you would like to wrap up. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of our shenanigans. If there's a movie that really just kicks you straight in the heart swiftly, please let us know. <laughs> yeah. We do put out episodes every single Wednesday on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you can find a uh, podcast. Please consider supporting us on Patreon if you'd like to hear more episodes. And thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.